you've got your Bibles, let's all stand out of, the, out of respect and reverence for the word of the Lord. You could turn to James chapter 2, then we're also going to Luke chapter 10. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Might be a little different from what you're reading. If you're there, say amen. James 2.19 says, you believe that God is one. And you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. They shake. They believe they know who he is. There's no confusion in hell over who God is. They understand who he is and they understand what his name is. And when his name is mentioned, they shake. They shudder, the Bible says. Why? Out of fear. It scares them. They have reverence for God. They know who he is. They know who he is. Luke 10, 17. It says, the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. What's that name? What's that name? Shout it one more time. Jesus is his name. Put your Bibles down. I want you to clap your hands and praise and magnify him today for what he's already done. Worship him for filling Kennedy with the Holy Ghost. Thank God again for what he's doing on the property. Just begin to give him praise. Begin to magnify his name today because there is no other name given. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. There is no other name like that name. That's the only name that can give you salvation. That's the only name that can wash away your sins. That's the only name that can heal your body. That's the only name that can heal your mind today. That's the only name that can deliver you from alcohol and drugs. That's the only name that can deliver you from a sinful lifestyle it's the name of Jesus today his name matters today amen amen for a few moments I'm going to be preaching on this subject remove your muzzle and release his name remove your muzzle and release his name. Now, before anybody says anything, I'm not talking about this, but it does work pretty good for a prop. I'm just going to say. So if you have one on today, I'm not targeting you. Please don't take it that way. But you understand what I'm talking about. You understand that Satan's one of Satan's greatest tools that he can use is to shut the church up. If he can, if he can get the church to be silent, that's why earlier I said apostolic church, we should know how to pray. If you forget how to pray and how to praise, he's put a muzzle on you and you no longer speak the name of Jesus. So therefore, you no longer have authority. Someone today needs to remove that spiritual muzzle and begin to cry out the name of Jesus again over your situation and watch God move in a mighty way. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I'm not, I'm not going to be long because I want to get you. We didn't do prayer in the middle of service because we're going to have an altar call. And I'm telling you right now, I felt this in the Holy Ghost so strong. This is going to be a day of deliverance. 
We're going to have deliverance in these altars today. God's wanting to deliver people today. But he has to, you have to understand that he's, he's needing somebody to cry out his name today. He's needing somebody to speak his name today because you can't get deliverance without the name. You can't get healing without the name. You got to have the name of Jesus. I said, you got to have the name of Jesus. If I baptize you in the name of Barry Blankenship, I do no good for you. But when I take you down the name of Jesus, all your sins are washed away. All your life has changed. Anything you've ever done is completely gone and removed because the power rests within the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So somebody's going to get your deliverance today. Somebody's going to get your healing today in this place. I believe anybody need deliverance in this place? Let's just be honest. Anybody need some deliverance from something? All right. Thank you for being honest. That's the first step to getting it. You got to be honest with yourself. If you don't think you got a problem, then you ain't going to come to the altar for it if you don't realize you have it. Anybody need healing in your body today? Anybody need healing in your mind today? Anybody need healing in your finances today? Anybody need healing today? Anybody just need anything? You need something from the Lord today. Today's the day. I felt this. I felt this, this, this week with my time in the Lord this week. I felt that today was going to be a day of deliverance. That it, it requires his name though. That there are individuals that are, are bound by spiritual bondage in this place today. That there are spirits of infirmity that are in this place today. That is sickness. Sickness. I tell you right now that it is a, a spirit. I don't know what's going on with this thing. But I'm about to rebuke the devil out of it. Hallelujah. Or toss it in. The, maybe I need to baptize it. That would probably fix it. We can move on with the new one. Hallelujah. But there is a spirit that is running rampant right now throughout the church. It is a spirit of infirmity. I tell you this right now because I know there are a lot of people that are facing sickness in this place right now. Sickness in your body, sickness in your mind, you, that you, it's just messing with you. And someone called me the other day out of the blue, and they said, I, I need to talk to you for a second. They said, there's just something that's been going on. They said, there, I, I went to the doctor. The doctor can't find the reasoning for it. Uh, he said, but I'm sick, but he doesn't know what it is. Uh, he said, and it's messing with my mind. Uh, I cannot focus in church. I cannot focus on my ministry. I can't focus on what is going on. And I said, stop. You have a spirit of infirmity that is attacking you. And as soon as I said that, he said, yes, that's it. That is it. That's what I've been trying to find out what it is. And I said, it's running rampant in the church right now. And we've got to put a stop to it. But there's only one way to stop the spirit of infirmity. It is to call the name of Jesus over right now. And say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Spirit of infirmity, you have to leave. There is a spirit of depression that is messing with your mind in this place right now. There is spirit of anxiety that is messing with your nerves. It is messing with who you are and what you're trying to do in life. And there is a spirit of fear and intimidation that is trying to take over individuals in the church and in the world. There is a spirit of addiction right now that is still trying to creep in to the church. Addiction of alcohol, drugs, pornography. I tell you right now, it is time to be set free in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We do not have to put up with it. We do not have to let it push us around. It's just a bully that's no bigger than anything around us because we have to understand that when you stand up to it, that you have more power. I heard it said one time you've got more power in the tip of your pinky if you're full of the Holy Ghost than devils have all of hell. We just don't operate in it. We let hell push us around. 
We let hell muzzle us. We let, we let hell just completely mess with our minds. We let hell get to us. We, we let hell just push us around like we're nobodies. you got to understand, you are called. You are chosen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a unique and set-apart individual. That you are the child of God and Satan cannot push you around. Unless you allow him to. Philippians 2, 9 and 10 says, Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. That tells me there's three realms we're dealing with here. And what and that when you uh, when you call that name, uh, that the kneeling begins to take place. Uh, and when you call that name of heaven, uh, that angels fall on their faces. Uh, that when you call that name on the earth, uh, that men begin to rejoice uh, when you cry out the name of Jesus. Uh, and when you call that name uh, and call that name down in the depths of hell, uh, that demons begin to tremble under the fear of the name of Jesus because there's no other name given. Uh, there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. But only, I said, but only that, the only that of Jesus, only that of Jesus. And, and listen, this is just the beginning because there's coming a day that every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Every tongue, there might be tongues that all their life they've cried cried out to Buddha. They've cried out to Muhammad. They've cried out to this or that God. They've cried out to gods that never existed. They've cried out to, to, to the earth and they cried out to the wind and they cried out to the sun. But every, every single tongue someday will confess that Jesus, Jesus Christ, He is the Lord. He is the one and only true God. There was no other God beside Him. That He is Jesus and Jesus alone. I thought we'd get a little more excited in here. I'm not trying to amp you up. I shouldn't have to amp you up. When I cry out the name of Jesus, you should get on your feet and begin to worship him. I wish somebody would dance. I wish somebody would praise him. I wish somebody run the aisles. Why not? We're a Pentecostal apostolic church this morning. You ought to get excited when I cry out the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. You got to understand. Every tongue is going to confess. That he, he, he's going to be called master. He, he'll be called master. And he has no degree though. You understand that they will call him teacher. He, he teacher. And he doesn't have anything to, to back him up as a degree. We can look around. We see teachers. And you got credentials. He didn't need credentials to be a teacher. That, 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 they, that he had no medicine. But yet they call him healer. That he had no army. But yet kings fear him. That he never won a military battle. Yet he conquered the world. That he committed no crime. But yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, but yet he lives today. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, come on. Jesus Christ, an obscure teacher. Come on, that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord of all. He is Lord of all today. That's who he is.
That's who he is. He is God. Every demon in hell has no choice but to take a knee when the name of Jesus is mentioned. Because his name is like no other. No other name has the authority of his name. His name is Jesus. He said in my name. He said in my name. What's his name? What's his name? He said in my name thou shalt cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink deadly any deadly thing. He said it shall not hurt them. And he said they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's why I say with confidence today uh, that I'll pray for you in the name of Jesus. Uh, and his word says if we pray in the name of Jesus uh, that you shall recover from sickness. Uh, I believe someone's been putting up long enough uh, with the spirit of infirmity today. Uh, and when I cry out the name of Jesus over you, that spirit of infirmity has no choice but to leave. Listen to who he is. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He is like no other. There's nobody like him. Only one tried to be like him. Wanted to be like him. And now we know where he's at. Jesus never married. Rejected by those he tried to help. Executed in humiliation. But this Jesus changed the world forever. That's what I'm talking about today. We have his name. You got to understand, we have his name. There are churches that don't have his name. They don't understand the power of his name. But today, thank the Lord that the revelation has been given and that we understand who Jesus is. I think we do. I hope we do. You can have it and not use it. I can stand here today. I can stand here today with packing some heat in my hip, which I don't, nothing up here. But if I had it and someone walked in the back door, what good would it do if I just said, oh, wow, there's someone going to cause harm to all of us. Let's all just stand and do nothing. That's what the church does when you're packing the name of Jesus and it never leaves the holster. You watch. You can watch a church be dismantled when a church doesn't use the name of Jesus. But when you begin to use the name of Jesus, all the spirits that try to fight against us and try to come against us, you got to understand they cannot stay. They have to leave. I never forget the story as a child. I have an aunt and uncle that live in Circleville. And I believe that he was fighting with going to church. He was, he was trying his best not to go to church. She was trying to go to church. He was rebelling and he was, they were laying in bed one night and she heard him screaming. And she woke up and looked over at him and there was nothing there. But he was just in agony screaming and trying to push something off of him. And she was trying to say Jesus and couldn't get it out. And she just whispered, Jesus. And when she did, their front window shattered. It was a spirit attacking him. He woke up with claw marks all over his chest. It was a spirit coming and attacking him. But just the whisper of 
that his name was enough to make it leave. We don't understand the power that we have. We don't understand the power that we have. I'm telling you, it's been fighting your family long enough. Somebody needs to stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, I take authority in my home over these spirits. Leave my children alone. Leave my marriage alone. Leave our finances alone. Leave my husband alone. Leave my wife alone. Get out of this house in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of God. I walk in his authority. Somebody operate in it. Shout out the name of Jesus. Jesus. To know the name of Jesus is good. To apply the name of Jesus is a great thing. But people who don't serve him, people who don't even serve him know how to call his name in the midst of tragedy. Remember how packed the churches were on 9-11? All churches were packed full. People don't even don't have a relationship with him. Don't even know who he was. That they were flooding and they were calling out this name Jesus that they had never sp- spoken before. Maybe they had, but not that way. They just maybe used the Lord's name in vain. But now they're like, I need something. There's a tragedy taking place. I, I, need, I need this Jesus. But you got to understand something. That relationship with him is everything. Because Jesus can't be a one-night stand kind of relationship and not a, not a place you can just run to and feel safe and secure for an evening and then you just go back to your, your life that's not what I'm talking about this morning but what I'm talking about is when his name and who he is surrounds you all the time that it consumes you that it is your life his name Jesus it's who I am if you're going to wear a badge I talk about people wearing that Christian badge all the time. You want to wear a badge, wear, wear something that has authority. Put the name of Jesus on you. Walk around with the name of Jesus on you. Hallelujah. Satan is going to use fear to muzzle God's people. You look at Goliath. He had, he had Saul and had his army hiding and trembling in fear. Now, isn't that flip-flopped? That the people of God are supposed to be the ones having hell trembling. But hell and the enemy had them trembling. Uh, that you, you, you don't read of God's people worshiping him in the midst of Goliath. Worship faded. It was silence that there was a muzzle put on the people of God. Goliath was more than a physical attack on the people. That it was also a spiritual attack through the spirit of fear that muzzled the praise of God's people. But David, a young man of prayer, runs onto the battlefield. Doesn't walk onto the battlefield. He runs onto the battlefield. I love that. That tells me he had confidence in something. That tells me he, he's, he's saying, listen, I might be small in stature, but I got something bigger that I'm bringing out here. I don't, I don't, need, I don't need the physical things. I don't need your armor. Don't worry about that. He said, I got prayer. I got a relationship with my God. So he runs onto the battlefield. This is around a thousand years before Jesus was even born and his name was even revealed. David said this. David says this to him. David looks at him. He says, I don't come to you with swords and shields. I don't come with you with all that. He said, but what I come to you with is the name 
of God. Before it's even revealed to David, David understood there was power in the name of God. A lot of us are trying to physically take this fight on ourselves. We're acting like Saul when we need to act like David. When you need to stand up and say, David didn't even know the name. I've got the name applied to my life. I've got the name of Jesus. So speak the name over your situation. Speak the name over your giants. Speak the name over your sickness. Speak the name. Victory's waiting. Victory's waiting. You've got the name. You've got to use it. Satan's greatest tool, his greatest tool, as I said, his greatest tool is to muzzle the church. To muzzle the church. Jesus, in your mighty name. Hallelujah. He will muzzle the church. He will get you silent. He will get you quiet. Jesus, somebody, will somebody please help him out? Just move the nursery if you don't mind. I appreciate it. I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to get a word across here. Jesus, in your mighty name, he will muzzle the church. He will silence the church. And when he silences a church, that's why you can go into all kinds of churches and you can sit in a church, but it is a silent church. And where there is a silent church, there is no move of God because his name is not present. That's why I said there are preachers out there that preach to thousands upon thousands and thousands. There's one that preaches to 20-some thousand people every single Sunday. But it is a rarity to hear the name of Jesus spoken. That's why I'll tell you right now, you will not find the works of the Spirit. You will not find miracles, signs, and wonders. Because if there is no name, there is no move. The name has to be active here. It has to be active. Has to be active. If not, what you're going to do is you're going to slap this on, and this is what it's going to sound like. You're going to talk. You're going to try to make something happen, but this is all you're going to get. Could you imagine if I talked to you like this all the time? If you walked around all day long, I could tell you, I go and I try to, I visit people in nursing homes, and I have to wear one, not this one. I got to wear one that's it's even thicker than that. I have to wear, and it has rubber up on the top that suctions to my nose. And when I put it on, I'm not going to lie, the first five minutes, I, I, I feel weird. I can't breathe. And then I got to put this big face shield on, and I got to try and go talk, and I got to try to minister to these people. I got to try to talk to these people. I got to try to pray with them. They, they hardly can understand what I'm saying. And, and I, it just, it kind of just was an eye opener to me that when the church, when the church allows, when the church allows the enemy to muzzle us, that we can try to witness all day long. But the world is saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't hear what you're saying. I don't understand you. And before you know it, the church is gone because you can't breathe. The church dies. The church dies when the life and the breath is removed from it. And Satan knows if I can muzzle him long enough, if I can muzzle him long enough, then the name of Jesus will fade from that church. And then, the, then that, that church will fade from existence. But thank God we got the name. In John 16, 24, it won't be much longer. Jesus was accurate when he said to those Jews, he said, he said hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name? 
NIV says it this way. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. He was accurate when he made that statement. Because the Jewish people did not know the name of God they served. So throughout the years, they referred to him in many different ways. They would call him. They would talk about him. And they would call him Elohim, which referred to his power and his majesty. They would refer to him as Adonai, which means Lord. They addressed him as El Shaddai, which means Almighty God. They addressed him as Shalom in times of peace, that they would address him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what they would talk to him. And they would say that this is who he is. They would say Shalom, that they would refer to him, him as the name in Hebrew. In Hebrew, it would be Hashem. Ha is the in Hebrew. And Shem is name in Hebrew. So they would refer to him as Hashem. They would say Hashem said or Hashem did. And David might have very well uttered those words when standing before Goliath. I come to you in Hashem. I come to you in the name, even though I don't know what it is. But I come to you in that name because I know that name has power. The Orthodox Jews are still using this very term to this, in this hour. If you go into a Jewish temple, that you will find stained glass windows just behind the altar area. And in that stained glass, you will find among them vines and leaves. And you will find a word. And the Jews will tell you that it is the unpronounceable name of God. They will, they will not say it to this day. They will not say it. The word is written. Yuhashua. Yuhashua. It is really pronounced as we know it as Yeshua. Yeshua, Yuhashua, means God has become our salvation. And English is pronounced this way, Jesus. It's pronounced Jesus. And if this name means anything... If this name has the power that we talk about and we read about, then Jesus gave us, us, point itself, say me. Jesus gave us the church, the power of attorney. He gave us the legal right to use his name. Read the scripture. And it is easy to see that the disciples had a power that today we are strangers to. You see, they understood something. They understood this. That I, and I want you to grasp this this morning. They knew that, that when they would pray in the name of Jesus, that it was as if Jesus himself was doing the praying. They understood that they, as the body of Christ, took the place of Jesus. They took the place, we took the place on this earth as the body. And we have taken the place of Jesus. He said, you're my hands, you're my feet, you're my body, you're my mouth. He said, go and do my work. Greater things shall you do in my name. Greater things. We have taken his place on this earth. And the scripture says, it says, and these signs shall follow 
Literally, it's going to follow the believing ones. Why? Because he is with us in power and authority of his name. Somebody shout out the name of Jesus. There's power. You see, when you know him, when you know who he really is and what he really is to you, and when you release the name over your life, and when you shout Jesus, you're not just shouting Jesus. This is what I want us to understand this morning, is that when you shout Jesus, everything you need is wrapped up in that name. Everything you need is wrapped up in that name. They would shout out, El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. They would say, Adonai, oh Lord, Master, Yahweh, Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. They would say, Jehovah Raha, that the Lord is my shepherd. They would say, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals me that they would say Jehovah Shema the Lord is there that they would cry out to him Elohim God they would cry out to him Quana Quana jealous God Jehovah Jireh the Lord my provider Jehovah Shalom the Lord is my peace you've got to understand something that when you cry out the name of Jesus and you put it in any situation that you're in if you need healing you say Jesus he said I'm your healer Jesus I'm your deliverer Jesus you're in the midst of a storm I'll be your rock Jesus I'll be your shelter Jesus I'll be your deliverer I'll pull you out Jesus I'll be what you need I'll be your strength Jesus I'll pick you up I'll be your salvation Jesus whatever you need I'll be it for you there's power in the name there's power in the name I said there's power in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. This morning, I want you right now, if you're in this place and you need, you need deliverance, I'm not going to ask you what it is, but you need deliverance in this place. I want you to stand. You're standing in faith. You're standing in faith. Here's what I want. I want all those on my ministerial staff, if you can, if you would please come to the front. I like music. We don't need music. We don't need this today. But I want my ministers to come to the front. And the Lord spoke this to me early this morning in prayer. He said, There are going to be those who need deliverance today. He said, And when they cry out the name of Jesus, I will be their deliverer. I'll be their deliverer. All right. Anybody in this place, you need healing. I'm talking about your mind. You need healing of your mind. Devil's been messing with your mind. He's been bothering you. Or you need healing in your body. If there's something you need healing for in your body, you've had a sickness, I want you to stand. Let it be known. There's a lot of people in here who need a lot of prayer right now. I want us right now, here's what we're going to do. Before we, before we start anything, I want every one of us right now, I want us to lift our hands. I want to say, God, I want you to take control right now. God, I want you to have your way right now in this service. God, right now on these altars, Lord Jesus, in your mighty name. God, we believe in you. 